is Jared the GM live today from Pete and Terry's Tavern at Bridgestone Arena right next to the Sobro entrance. Stop on by. We're not inside the arena, just outside. Stop on by and register to win Preds tickets because we're giving away two pairs today, Floyd, for the Preds and the Sharks tonight at Bridgestone Arena. The Sharks have not won a game, so that obviously they're going to probably be coming in here trying to win a game, so it should be a good game tonight. Floyd, you know, generally speaking, I hate talking about non-sports stuff on the show, right? Okay. Like, we've kind of built our brand on being, hey, Titans, Preds, college football, you know, and that's what's on the show today is Titans, Preds, college football. Can we just take a second, though, to talk about the beautiful day that we have today out in Nashville, That is nice. Oh, my God. Is it not a beautiful day out here? It's every place we've ever lived, we call this a California day. (laughs) <laughs> this is sunny, warm, no humidity. This is why people flock to California, just for weather like this. And on top of that, people seem to be flocking to Nashville, Tennessee, not only to live, but when their team is playing a professional football game here, they seem to flock to Nashville, Tennessee. And it doesn't matter if it's the Music City Bowl. It doesn't matter if it's Vandy. It does It doesn't matter if it's the Titans. We learned that this week and have learned that over the last handful of years. People from other teams' fan bases are invading the city of Nashville, and specifically Nissan Stadium. Now, the Predators, for example, have almost gone out of their way to keep a lot of opposing fans out of their building, you know, with the Blackhawks and some of the other teams. I mean, there were still a lot of Red Wing fans there on Saturday night, but it was nothing like the Buffalo Bill fans. I mean, my buddy Eric Van Houten played a show uh, for Bills fans over on DeMumbrian, and it was packed. You couldn't walk into that thing. And then, you know, lines at Hattie B's and Winners and Losers and Doghouse and all the places just, just packed full of Bills fans. And there were a lot of people that were upset about the fact that the Bills took the stadium over. Quentin Spain, for example, came out yesterday and said, we didn't even need to use a hard count. We didn't or use a silent count because it never gets loud there. And, of course, Quentin Spain would know because he played with the Titans for four years or whatever. Floyd, what do we make of the fact that opposing fan bases, I don't want to say with ease, but that opposing fan bases are just flocking to and invading Nissan Stadium because a lot of Titans fans take it personally and get upset and say things like, if you're a Titan fan that sold your tickets, shame on you. You should sell them back to the Titans. And I'm not necessarily sure I feel that way. Well, I mean, the hard part for us is that this is a destination city. I mean, game or no game, there's going to be people flock here. We see it every single day and, and three times as much on the weekends. So, I mean, it's, I think that's as much as, uh, you know, if there's family sitting at home, wherever they're sitting, and they say, you know what, we had to go see the, our team play on the road this week. Okay, where do you want to go? You want to go to Jacksonville? No. You want to go to Philly? No. You want to go, how about Nashville? Yeah. I hear great things about Nashville. Let's go to Nashville. So I think we're getting, you know, we're getting a bunch of that. And let's face it, the Bills have always traveled. Bills have great fans. Mm -hmm. And they always have traveled well. And when they were at a point in time where they couldn't win a game, you would go um, or or you would play the Bills, and there would be Bill fans in in your stadium. I don't care where you were. So, um, you know, they should be proud of that. I think they – 
I always used to tell people the the Bills games in Buffalo are like recess. All these kids are getting out of it for, you know, three hours, and it's like, yay, let's go, let's go. Hey, I mean, they get excited about it um, because for a lot of them, you know, they're getting out of the house. doesn't matter how cold it is. doesn't matter if it's snowing. doesn't matter what the situation is. They're going to get out, and they're going to get a chance to watch football. So it's a, it's a treat for them. So I have two different takes on this that are essentially the same take. The first is the non-football element of this. The second is the football element. The non-football element for me to this is I, I think it's completely inevitable. I think the proliferation of the secondary ticket market now makes it almost, I don't want to say incredibly easy to buy tickets to an opposing team's game, but it's not hard. I got the app on my phone, StubHub, pull it up, boom, bang, gone in, at the game. I did not go. I'm a Braves fan, right? Did not go to a single Braves home game this year. But guess what? When my brother lives in Washington, D.C., we needed to go see him or we haven't been to see him for a while. So my dad and I and mom, we all went to Washington, D.C. My dad and I went to two games, sat right behind home plate. And it was just literally on the phone. Bang, bang, bought the tickets at the stadium. And with the and like because back in the day now, I never bought tickets before the secondary ticket market. But back in the day, you know, you had to go to the guy on the street or the scalper or the things like that. And now there's 800 ticket websites where you can just buy tickets right on your phone and the oh, ticket comes yeah. to your phone. And it, so the reason the proliferation of the secondary ticket market, I think, affects the Titans, for example, is no offense, but I've been to about 500 Titan games in my life. It is nothing special for me to go to the Titans, which is a very spoiled thing to say, but it is the truth. And I think for a lot of people that have tickets to the Titans, going to an October Titans-Bills game is really nothing that's all that special. That's any different than going to any other game. But if Bills fans are willing to pay a lot of money to go to these games with these tickets, I ain't going to stop you from making some money and saying, hey, I'm going to six games this year, but I'm going to sell my Bills tickets and I'm going to go do something else. Or I, I didn't go to the game on Sunday. Well, if, if everything is just average if everything's just so so you know your team's not super the experience isn't super your stadium's not super or i mean let's face it going to a game is not what it used to be mm-hmm. it's more it's actually more exciting for out-of-towners to go than it is for probably a lot of in-towners simply because they've never been to nissan mm-hmm. they've never been to they want to experience good bad or indifferent after they do it, they may say, I never want to come back. They may say, hey, we're coming back every single year. But I think that's true, you know, when like when we go watch a game in another city. You say, well, yeah, I, I, I haven't seen that stadium. Why I'd do you like think there were so many Titan stadium. fans in Atlanta? Because of that stadium sure. in Atlanta. They said, you know, it's a quick drive. And that stadium in Atlanta is, we've been told, is the greatest stadium that ever existed. And a lot of Titan fans made the trip. So I think it's just too easy to sell your tickets. And you're right. I think there are a lot of Bills fans that, you know, if I'm going to pay a grand to go to Nashville, fly and stay there and go to the bars, I'm going to spend $2,000 doing that. What's an extra 350 bucks for two tickets? And, and Nashville is so centrally located. If you're, if you're east of the Mississippi, you can get to Nashville, you know, in an hour, hour and a half flight mm-hmm. max. You know, if you're coming Buffalo, I, I have no idea how far it is. I mean, you know, I'll bet it's an hour and a half flight, hour 45 minutes. I mean, it's not, you're not sitting in a plane for four or four and a half hours getting someplace. 
uh, easy to get around. I mean, it's so it. I, I think it's. I think there are just a lot of reasons anymore. And and the truth is, the the experience of going to a game. Now, if you've got, if you're in New England, you know, if you're in a place like that and your team's outstanding and and they've done a great job with the experience and you've got these people you've tailgated with for 50 years, then great. You know, you'll go and you'll enjoy the heck out of that. But, um, you know, if you just move to Foxborough and you're going to go trying to tailgate and get a spot and and now you're stuck way up in the top someplace and you're saying to yourself, you know, I could be at home right now watching two other games. So... I mean, I, I think there's an awful lot of that involved. Well, now here comes the football side of this. I think the Titans have permanently lost the home field advantage at Nissan Stadium. <laughs> permanently. <laughs> I, think, I think that they have lost home field advantage because any time they play a team that has any re- resemblance of a true fan base or is any good, there are going to be tons of visiting fans there every single time. Anytime you play Dallas, there will be a puttload of Cowboy fans. Green Bay, New England, Buffalo, Cleveland, Pittsburgh. Anytime you play one of those teams, it will be packed with visiting fans. And because of that, I think, I, I just think that, I think you've lost the, the home field that you had in the 90s, the 99 and the 2000s, that's never coming back. Oh, you are never going to get that kind of atmosphere back for Titan football. Guess what? All you got to do is win. I, you I win, am not You win that. about eight in a row. They will be. It will be back. They will be there. It'll be hard to get a ticket. It all of those things. But it may be harder going, to get tickets if you're going if up good. and down and up and down and up and down. I mean, you know what? There, there's not people. You know, the eight and eight teams. Anybody can get in and see. It's the it's the teams that are winning twelve, ten or twelve a year. That are harder to see and harder to get in to see. So, I mean, I don't think I think everything in sports, everything in sports, is related to winning and losing. I and generally I speaking would agree with you, but I just think that th- that it's too much of a good time in Nashville, and it's too easy to buy tickets now. And the Titans' game experience is simply not good enough that a winning team would not be enough to keep the visiting fans from coming here. I mean, the only way the, the visiting fans come here is if we sell them tickets. And if the product on the field is good enough, people will want to go. Or or they will at least give it to a friend or sell it to a friend. or So, you know, they're not sending it to some guy they don't know where he is or what he's doing. Um, but right now, you know, it's a matter of, of people coming in here. They want to buy tickets. Like you said, you just go to StubHub or one of those things and say, hey, what can I get? Here's a couple of tickets. Okay, boom, give me those, and we're off and running. So Floyd thinks that the home field advantage will come back if the Titans win. I'm not convinced of that. I, I believe that Nashville has become such a big tourist city, such a big destination city, that the Titans have lost the home field advantage permanently at Nissan Stadium, and that it is never coming back, that those days of the 2000s where the other quarterback literally could not hear, they could not even do the silent count, it was so loud, I think those days are over. I think they are over and done with. And some of that's because, quite frankly, the Titans don't have a great fan base either. Let's take your calls. Have they lost home field advantage at Nissan Stadium? 615 
737-1025 is the phone number, 615-737-1025. Also, an alarming trend when it comes to home games at Nissan Stadium. And should we blame Titan fans that sell their tickets to other fans? 615-737-1025-615-737-1025. Jared and the GM today are live from Pete and Terry's Tavern at Bridgestone Arena. Stop on by, fill out your name, register to win. You could be going to the Preds and Sharks. We'll have two chances for you to win. That is coming up today. Here's some info for today at Pete and Terry's Tavern. Happy hour, 3 to 6, $5 domestic draft, $6 craft uh, drinks, and $7 specialty cocktails. Jared and the GM, CSP at 1025, the game. That we're working tirelessly to improve this football team each and every day. That when I come to work, uh, to the detriment of my family, uh, I think about this team um, when I'm here, when I'm not here, uh, that we're going to improve. That our goal is to improve every day, to put guys in positions, to coach these guys, to let them uh, be in position to, to help the team and, uh, and play with great effort, play with great fundamentals, but most importantly, uh, win. That was the most important part of what Mike Vrabel said there in the message to the fans at the end is doing everything in our power to win. Fans are, you know, you want to play with fundamentals, that's your business. You want to not play with fundamentals, I don't care. The Browns, they stink, they don't play with any fundamentals, but the fans want you to win. And I think it's obvious, I, I mean, I'll say this, I think, and this is probably unfair, not completely unfair, but maybe a little unfair, the, the fans are tired with nine and seven. It's funny because everyone thinks the Titans are going to be nine and seven this year. I'm not convinced right now what we're looking at is going to be nine and seven. I mean, I'm worried about six and ten. I'm worried about seven and nine. I'm starting to get a little worried about that. But the fans are tired of nine and seven. And I think that we go back to the, the lack of attendance at Nissan Stadium and the problem they're having there. I got a text in from somebody who said, if the Titans were good, I'd still sell my tickets because the games are boring for fan experience. How much is that hurting the Titans in their home field advantage at Nissan Stadium and people wanting to go to the games to support the Titans as opposed to sell their tickets to go root on the Bills? Well, again, I, I don't get into fans and their tickets. You know, It's their tickets. It's their property. They can do whatever they want to. But a lot of fans would turn and around and nothing. say you're not a real fan if you sell your tickets to opposing fans. And there are a lot of people who believe that. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, there are a lot of people and, and a lot of hardcore fans that believe that. There's also a lot of guys that just bought them on the – you know, bought them when their kids were young because the kids were great football fans. The kids are now in college and gone, and he doesn't want to go by himself. So what does he do? He gives his tickets away or he sells his tickets or he whatever. I mean, I, I can't blame people for doing that. You know, that's that's completely up to them. Um, and and I don't, you know, if that happens, it's it's going to happen. I think those kind of things happen probably everywhere. And just what we said before. I mean, if you don't have a good reason for going, why would you go to any game? Mm -hmm. I mean, why would you go? And that's why I think probably you're going to see game attendance in every stadium, not every stadium, but a lot of stadiums start decreasing because why would you go when you can stay at home and you can see two, three, four games a lot better, a lot cheaper, you know, your own drink, your own food, your own everything. Replays. Whatever. 
So, you know, I mean, it's just it's just one of those things that I think that's the environment that we're in now. I think the other thing, too, is like we're seeing this with college football and I think baseball a lot. Like if you've got a if you've got a 70,000 seat stadium, those tickets that you would consider to be not good tickets. But nobody wants to watch that. You, I, I, mean, I, I heard can, no guys. offense to the third level at Nissan Stadium, but I would never, ever go to an event at Nissan Stadium and sit in the third level. I heard, uh, I, I don't even know who it was that did San Diego game this week. I mean, uh, L.A. Chargers game this week. But they were talking about the stadium. Now, the stadium seats like 35,000 or something. And they were talking about how nice it was. This stadium is great. It's easy to get into or easy to get out of. There's not a lot of people. It's easy to go to the bathroom. It's easy to get something to drink. It's easy to do all of those kinds of things. I mean, it won't surprise me over time if the size of all these stadiums decreases. Mm-hmm. These these colleges that have these 105,000-seat stadiums, I think, are going to end up covering a bunch of that up simply because... You know, you're, the, it's it's not going to have the same impact when you can go to the library, study for an hour, pull your phone out, and watch the game. And it's just not the same. I think the whole viewing environment is is unique, which which is really interesting because you look at TV ratings on all these games through the roof, skyrocketing, yeah, off the charts, killing them every game. I don't care who it is, how bad you are, or who you are. I mean, they are all through the roof. And why? Hey, people are sitting at home watching. They can see two or three of them. And you know what? If you're a great gambler and you're into gambling, why would you go to a game when you can sit at home and you can calibrate, you know, five, six, seven games at one time? And you have the fantasy football element of it, you know, is is on top of that. I would say that a lot of people don't watch like four games at once. You know, they'll watch, like, if, if you're a Titan fan, you'll watch the Titans game when the Titans are on. But then you get, but then you don't have to go home to watch the game after that. Like, I don't know about you, but, I mean, Dallas Green Bay, what would you rather do? Sit at home, not pay $80 to park, not pay for all of this stuff, and I get to watch Dallas Green Bay when it starts as opposed to getting there in the second quarter because I left and had traffic and all. Um, again, I didn't go to the game on Sunday. I didn't, and I, I gave away two of my tickets to Bills fans, and I don't care one bit. Does not affect me. One iota does not. I had a buddy who's a Bills fan, wanted to go to the game, didn't have tickets. I wasn't going to go to the game because I'm going to watch the Braves game. So I, I gave him my tickets. I watched the Titans game until the very end, flipped on the Braves on the other TV, and then as soon as the Titans were done, put on the, Bra- put on the Braves on one TV, Cowboys Packers on the other, and I had a wonderful Sunday. And I'm not going to begrudge any Titans fans that said, you know what, I'm going to go to six games this year. Let me make some coin off of the Buffalo Bills, who usually aren't that good, aren't that interesting. And honestly, your team should win, and they didn't. So let's go to your phones, 615-737-1025. Jared and the GM live at Pete and Terry's Tavern. Tim is going to kick us off today on Jared and the GM. Thank you for calling. What's up, Tim? Yeah, I mean, I just want to say to to the guys that, you know, even if they were the best team in the league, I still wouldn't go because it's boring. Well, I mean, you're clearly not a very good fan. I mean, because this guy's like me, and I understand I might be the minority, but I can't afford to go to many games. And I would go to a game every chance I get, no matter where this team was. That's just me. I'm a big Titans fan. And I don't know why at this point, because they suck. But I'm just going to say it's going to keep getting worse in Nashville. 
because it's a tourist destination. It's getting bigger. It's getting better. The same thing's going to happen in Vegas with the Raiders. You're going to start to get a... At the beginning, you're going to get a huge influx of Raiders fans filling the stadium. Then over time, it's going to start to become like Nashville. More and more people are going to go to Vegas to see their away team, their teams at an away game. That's just how it's going to be. I would be stunned. Thank you for the call, Tim. I would be stunned if Vegas isn't like that off the jump. I mean, if the Titans play that first year next year out in Vegas, and I don't know how the divisions would match up or whatever, but if the Titans go out to Oakland next year, which is Vegas, count me in, baby. Every team in the league or every fan base in the league will want to go to Vegas. So it'll be one of those that, you know, do we play Vegas this year? Yeah, we do. Okay, we're in. Let's go. Let's get out there. I think the Golden Knights. I think that'll be the big deal. I think the Golden Knights had to make a deal with their season ticket holders that was, if you buy your season tickets for the playoffs and promise not to sell them, you get them at some unbelievable rate as compared to, like, if you just wanted to buy them or something. Now, see, I don't, not just me. I mean, getting your fans there and bribing your fans there is something else. You know, I mean, I, I'm not sure how good it is to have to, you know, you get all excited about filling a place up when you had to bribe your fans to show. Well, isn't that like I what mean, the Titans do theoretically with the, if you have your season ticket card, it's less off on water and it's less off on certain items at the concession stand? Not any of the good items. Yeah, and by sure. the way, let me rip someone's rear end while I'm at I'm not sure if you go there and save a buck on water. It's, so it's, water it's, is like $5 normally, but it's $3 if you have your ticket card oh, at the Titans. $2. So I, I, I went to the Titans game against the Colts, and I went to buy a water. And I'm like, hey, I have my season ticket card. And they're like, oh, that's not good at this stand. It's only good at the other. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. The Titans owner is going to go on TV and say, hey, we're doing these things for our fans to give the ticket cards to have less on water. And I know it's two bucks, and I shouldn't care that much, which is why a month and a half later I'm getting to it because I forgot about it. I didn't care that much. But I'm sitting there like the audacity of the Titans to tell the fans. Now, you know the Titans don't control any of the concessions. I think they do. No. Then why would the owner be talking about the ticket cards and those things? Oh, well, I have no idea. Because she's in on it. No. Concessions are controlled by a private company. I know, but the Titans oh. work very closely with those people. <laughs> Correct? These are the Titans. I mean, if the Titans are providing the season ticket cards and telling season ticket members, unless they've, unless they've farmed that out so that season tickets are done by another company too, unless the Titans have farmed that out as well, um, I, 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 I'm going to guess everything is done by private companies. No, but not I season don't know tickets. That. Who do you think print? You think they had a big printing press in the in back? In well, the they bubble? don't. They don't have tickets anymore. <laughs> but do I think that they have offices where the ticket salespeople work? Yes. Yes. I do believe that the ticket salespeople are employees of the Tennessee Titans. Okay. So again, all of their ticket operations are underneath the Titan umbrella. And again, if you're telling season ticket holders, hey, be a season ticket holder, have your little season ticket card, and you'll get two dollars off of water. I would like to know that, that when I go, that the giant signs that say, not for season ticket holders at this stand, it's just a convenience thing. It almost like the $2 doesn't even matter to me. It just feels like I'm being lied to. Sounds That's like all $2 was really important. It's the principle <laughs> of the $2. Just like how you won't I'll pay tell, me my $100, you owe me your steaming I'll have, to, I'll have to tell Amy, and she can go over to that guy and say, hey, you need to get 
Give the $2 break at this stand. Hey, you can laugh about it all you want, but she's got a stadium full of Buffalo Bills fans, so you can make it what you want it to be. I'll say she's got a stadium full of fans. She's probably okay. What, do you? <laughs> hey, you had a stadium full of Pittsburgh fans in Memphis, and her dad was not oh, okay with that that's, now. No, the worst part was it wasn't full. We just had whatever it was of Pittsburgh fans. More of your phone, 615-737-1025, 615-737-1025. And also, Floyd thinks winning would bring the fan base back to Nissan Stadium. Are we sure about that? We'll get to that next. Plus your phones, Jared and the GM, live from Pete and Terry's Tavern. It's Bridgestone Arena at CSPN 1025, the game. You know, I think one Titans fan told me that he's, his dad sold his, their season tickets because he said the ball was going to break, break, the, break their heart. And so we have to be better. I mean, that's just what it is. Like, there's nothing. I'm not saying anything that nobody else sees. Like, we have to be better. And that's myself included, everybody. Like, upstairs, coaches, players, everybody has to be better. And, and that's got to be consistent. And it can't be, oh, we lost. Well, uh, well, let's be better. And then we win. And then we're like, oh, we're the greatest. It's, it's got to stop. Yeah, it's just, it's getting out of hand. Taylor Lewan after the game on Sunday saying, hey, you know, the Titans are always breaking the fans' hearts. We know it. We got to be better. Floyd is convinced the attendance problem, and by attendance, I mean attendance of your team and attendance for the other team, will be solved if the Titans win. You are convinced of that. Oh, when we when we opened the stadium, I mean, for the first couple of weeks, it was kind of shaky if we were going to sell out. By the middle of the year, we were like 7-1 and one or Six and one, or eight and zero, or whatever it was. I mean, we had only we'd lost very, very few. Played the Rams, could not find a seat. From that point on, I was a GM for however many years. Not one empty seat ever in the stadium. Not one. So I know they'll fill it up. That was twenty years ago. No, I don't care. This, the, they, the makeup of the if city. You go to, if you go to New England, guess what? You can't get a ticket. I know, but you know Why? No one wants because, to go to Foxborough for because, a trip on a weekend. Unless you live in Foxborough. But my point is, wherever you go to places where people are winning, and winning, that's sold out. Sold out. Now, you go someplace where they're not. There are still places that don't have... Um, great records, but have the great fan base. And they're still sold out. They're sold out, you know, just yearly because that's the way they do it in Green Bay. Green Bay, they don't care what your record is. You're going to the game on Sunday. That's what you do. And so it's uh, it's different. Now, you go to San Francisco or you go to L.A. or you go to Nashville, you go to any place where there are other things to do, and it's just not that big. You know, you gotta you got to have a product on the field. I think the Packer fans are actually frustrated because there's an influx of a lot of visiting fans that have found their way into Lambeau. And it's because these families don't want to give up their season tickets because the waiting list is so long. But they can make a bunch of money because a lot of people want to go to Lambeau Field, so they sell their tickets to other fans. And that's, and that's part of it, too. And that's becoming more and more a part of it, you know, in every every franchise but you don't think that when the schedule comes out let's say the titans are coming off of an afc championship game appearance because it's the only thing better than they could have done two years ago other than the super bowl it's the only thing better that they could have done other than two years ago when they came off of the divisional round of the playoffs um but 
I would feel better, this is me, I would feel better if the, um, I, I don't know, like they, it wasn't like it was packed after the Titans made it to the divisional round of the playoffs. So if they made it to the AFC Championship game, you think it would be really, really hard to get tickets if you're a visiting fan? For a championship game? No, 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 not for the championship game, but the following season. Oh, yeah, harder. I mean, it's never going to be impossible. It's always, but what are you willing to pay? If you're willing to pay enough now, you can get tickets to any place. You just got to decide oh, how yeah, much you you're willing to pay. You can sit front row at the Grammys if you're willing exactly. to pay. So, I mean, if you're one of those guys that wants to go and see New England, you want to sit on the 50-yard line 10 rows up, guess what? You can, you, you can get there. Now, it's going to cost you, but if money's not an object, go for it. Let's go to your phones. A.G. is up next here on Jared and the GM. Thank you for calling. What's up, A.G.? Yeah, I don't believe the Titans have lost their home field advantage. I, I feel like the, G, the GM said it right. Just got to put a better product on the field. And I want to uh, say something to uh, the Titans fans that's feeling like, you know, real down on the Titans, man. We got to remember the improvements that we done made for this team, man. The Titans done came a long way, though, because we was like one of the sorriest teams in the league. And a lot of people calling for Mike Vrabel here right now. I didn't like that field goal call myself, but – we got to remember, man, Mike Vrabel, he had something to do with bringing in Dean Pease, Mike LaFleur, even though he left, they formed one in Green Bay. So we got to get this dude more time to show us, you know, is he a good coach or a bad coach. But still, I still want to ask uh, Jared this question, though, about Marcus Mariota. How much of the salary cap is you willing to put into this quarterback? Can you please give me some numbers? If you was a GM, what would you give Marcus Mariota at the end of the season? Why don't you ask the GM that and not me? So he dropped off you know, there, but I feel like that's a question for you more than it is for me. Yeah, I, I, I really don't know. I mean, the, the number is going to boil down to what percentage of the cap you have available and you're willing to spend. And he's willing to take. I mean, I'm going to guess this. If you think you're going to say, say the end of the season comes and you say, okay, we want Marcus, but Marcus is not a high-dollar guy, okay? You say to yourself, all right, we're willing to pay him, I'm just throwing out a number, $18 million a year. Mm-hmm. He's not going to take that. You don't think so? No. I was thinking about that today. I said, if you went to Marcus no. and you said three years, 18, and 18 is the number I was be, saying, three be, years, 18, you don't think Marcus would take that for the security of knowing he's getting 18 for three years? No. Now, at the end of free agency, he might. But at the beginning, he's going to shop it now. I'm telling you that. And if there's somebody out there that says, okay, we'll give you 19, then, you know, he's gone. Now you're back at the, back at the start. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be very, very delicate. And they're going to be, not that they can't do it, but it's going to be very, very difficult to find a number that the Titans are going to be pleased with, that he's going to be pleased with. And even though secretly in his heart, Marcus might have a number that he feels really good. 18 might be more than he anticipated and feel really, really good about that. The agents are going to say, whoa, 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 now. Let's go, let's go investigate this. I think, I think I talked to a team over here, and this team says they'd be willing to give you 22. And then you get to the team and you find out that it's not really 22 or it's not 22 guaranteed or it's not 22 in in signing bonus, it's 22 in salary or, you know, whatever it is. So, 
Um, I mean, I think there's there's a lot of hurdles, a lot of ups, ups and downs to this thing. That's why, as as much as much as you don't want to spend more money for whatever it is you're doing, it'd sure be nice if he played well enough that you could say, okay, he's my guy. Let's go ahead and get him signed up. Find a number everybody can live with and and get it done. So I have a couple of thoughts on that. I was gonna ma- I was actually gonna bring this up later in the week probably. Like if you went to Marcus right now and you said, I give you three years, eighteen. Right now, eighteen per three years. But if we wait till the end of the year, it's eighty eight and out the gate. So you could do really really well that I'll franchise you. And pay you 25 next year, we'll come to a long-term agreement where instead of 18 for three years, you're going to get 25 over the next, you know, five years with a $100 million guarantee. Or you may stink it up the rest of the year and you're looking at $7 million a year as a backup. So what do you want to do right now? Uh, I don't. I don't think that would be a bad a negotiating time if John oh, likes him try. enough yeah. to but do he, that. He's going to bet on himself. I mean, all these young guys—they're willing to bet on themselves. Okay. Now, if he's an older guy, maybe, or if he's injured guy, maybe, or if he was, uh, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, but they're all going to be well. You know what? Let's just see what the market is out here. You, you just never, never know. I'm, I'm locking you in for $54 million guaranteed right now. Lock, giving you $54 million bucks over three years right now. Tax-free because it's Tennessee. You can try to go off somewhere, and maybe you get $100 million guaranteed because you bet on yourself. But I think $54 million guaranteed is a lot of money. So... I could be wrong. 615-737-1025 is the phone number. 615-737-1025. We'll take a Titans breather. Coming up next, have we seen enough from Matt Duchesne to give us the belief that he is exactly what the Preds need? We'll get to that coming up next. Jared and the GM, we are live from Pete and Terry's Tavern today. Again, come on out right on the so- right next to the Sobro entrance at Bridgestone Arena. Come on out and register to win for those tickets because we are giving away tickets all day today, and by all day today, I mean at 345 and 445, so good luck with that. Jared and the GM, it's ESPN 1025 again. Tennessee Lottery, Powerball, power play for Nashville. And the puck spun Arvidsson. Here's Forsberg to the line in Yossi. Right side, Johansson. Duchesne in front to score! Set up Victor Arvidsson! The great Matt Duchesne. And Floyd Reese through two games. Matt Duchesne has five points. Is it too early to believe <laughs> yes. that this guy is everything they sold him to us to be and that the Predators have a true big boy forward in Matt Duchesne? Now, I said after the first game that it was too early, but he went Well, but out the second there, game's plenty of time. he did it again. <laughs> He did it again. We only got 80 to go. So we'll have plenty of opportunity to I'm just that. saying he did it again. <laughs> oh, lordy, lordy. I mean, look, I know. Like, Okay, so sometimes, and I would agree with you, that you know your stats in any sport are not made over two games, even college football. Like you can't win the Heisman off of two games. 
Now, you can have two great games and a really good season to support the two great games. And if the two great games happen to be the ones on national TV everybody sees, and then your stats are good, you win the Heisman Trophy maybe. But you have to have a great season in order to do that. But it just, it just feels like offensively, and especially on the power play, which as we all know, they were horrible at last year, it just kind of feels like Matt Deshane is doing the exact opposite of Kyle Turris, which is paying what he owes. Did, was he good enough to be the big boy forward before he came here? Uh, some would argue yes, but you look at the stats, and the stats would say he was a little bit below that. Okay, and I would say that's where he is. But he's got five assists, and he's basically assisting every goal the Predators have. So every time they score, it seems like he's the one setting it up. Just like that one right there. You heard the Pete Weber clip. He's sitting there. Pass it over here. here. Deshane in front of the net. Score because he set up Arvidsson. That was a beautiful pass, too. Thank you. I mean, I'm ready to get excited about Deshane. Now, I don't know about the other aspects of the team, and I'm not sure that... You know, the selling out going for offense in exchange for defense uh, is necessarily going to be the answer long-term for this team uh, unless the goalies can make it hold up, which Soros unfortunately could not the other night. And simply simply put, I thought they played a good game Saturday night. I thought Soros just struggled at times with certain saves. So I don't know. I don't know, but I'm telling you all today, I love Matt Duchesne. It's two games, and I don't care. I love Matt Duchesne. He's bowling in the first two games. And I wonder if he really wanted to do that because there's so much that was, you know, kind of put together with him of all the hoopla about him coming here that he felt the need to go out and perform because if he didn't perform, everybody would be pointing the finger at him and be going bananas about, hey, you sign this guy for all this money, and you trade P.K. Subban, and this guy comes in here and doesn't do anything. And here's Matt Duchesne. And the other thing today is maybe David Poyle's right. I heard David Poyle talking about Mikhail Granlin. And Poyle was like, you know, last year when he came over, he had a family, and and he had a baby, and the baby was born, and so his family was somewhere else, and his wife was, you know, settling in, and it was a lot of stuff, and he just never really got going last year because of all the off-the-ice stuff. Essentially, it felt to me like Poyle talked about Mikhail Granlin and said, the problem with Mikhail Granlin last year was all the off-the-ice stuff with being traded, and that's why he didn't do anything last year. I'm not convinced that that's the case, although I don't know the guy, so I don't know. But I'm more convinced that playing with Matt Duchesne is why Mikhail Granlin is playing a lot better this year. Because last year he was playing with Craig Smith and Kyle Turris. And now he's playing with Matt Duchesne and Philip Forsberg. And I think that's making him better. I call that the Nick Harper theory, right? Nick Harper, a league average corner in the NFL, goes to the Pro Bowl when Albert Hainsworth and Kyle Vandenbosch are rushing the passer. I think that that's happened to Granlin as well. Well, and he's had an offseason. And I don't know what he, you know, what the trade brought about. And I don't know about his family and all that kind of stuff. But, but as a pro athlete... As as hard as it sounds, you have to do, you have to be able to divorce yourself from all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, when you go out there for the three or four or five, however many hours you're performing your your job, you can't think about anything but that job. 
Now, if you can't do that, then you probably need to go home, you know, simply because, and I don't mean that cut them. I don't mean, I just mean because you're going to end up getting hurt. And, uh, and you know, you're probably, probably be better for everybody if you just don't show up to work today. Um, but, I mean, I don't I, – I, I could buy in, and I'm not doing it after two games now. I'm sorry. But I could <laughs> buy into the fact that Granlin is better simply because he's playing with better players. Mm-hmm. I could certainly buy into that. I think everybody – and we see players like this all the time – there are players that just kind of float along when they're playing with good players. They play good when they're playing with so-so players. They're playing so-so, and so I mean I think there are a lot, we, there are a lot of pro athletes that end up doing that. I heard Poyle today as well talking about Cali Yarncroke and Rocco Grimaldi and Kyle Turris playing together, and Poyle's like, you know, they got chances the other night and they just couldn't put them in. But I'm encouraged, and I'm paraphrasing what he's saying, but but I'm encouraged by what I saw from them, and I'm like, you know, the bone of contention that I have is when Kyle Turris and, and Callie Yarncroke play up, they always get close to getting chances and they never put them in. But you know what? If you want to not put them in on the fourth line, I'm okay with that. Just don't give up any. Just don't give up any and I'm fine. On the fourth line, you play your seven minutes a night of ice time and just do not give up anything and I'll let the big boys go out there. And, and, and that's a difference between, in any sport between, you know, the, the first line and the fourth line. First line guys, put it in the net. They find a way. And the fourth line guys can't quite do it. Yeah, we're not looking at Sharif Finch to go get sacks. Yeah, that's why you got that's why you got different, you know, levels. This is what David Poyle had to say on the midday show today on his weekly interview. This is what Poyle had to say about what he's seen out of Matt Duchesne. Matt Duchesne, five assists in two games. It seems like he's fitting in and the guys that I talk to say that not only is he fitting in on the ice, but he's a great locker room guy to have as well. Yeah, Matt's been great since day one, and I'll start as day one being in the summer when we were negotiating with him. Brought him into uh, to Nashville, and I tried to tell him about the city, and he basically told me more about the city than I knew. <laughs> so, you know, and then again, he's, uh, he and his wife are great. They, they, they get the off-ice part of it, the community part of it. Uh, you know, he's been with uh, three other teams now, so I think he's got the maturity to know what to do, what to say, and, uh, you know, he wants to make this his, his last stop. So uh, we're all for that, and he's off to a great start on the ice. So a really good addition to our club for sure. So I, my thing is a lot of people are going to bring up the how bad Matt Deshane wants to be here and all of that kind of stuff, which is great. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I don't care if you want to be here. If, if you're going to leave the day after the season is over, get on your jet and go to Bermuda and live there for the off season, and come back the day before the first day of practice, I don't care. But you know what? I think that there is something to his desire to wanting to be a predator that he has come in with some energy and some excitement that I think has permeated his teammates. And not only that, he's playing great, which I love. I mean, it's so funny that sometimes athletes do this, and I feel bad for them. But they say things like, people only care about us because we're athletes. Yes, that is true. And you only get $8 million or $9 million or $20 million or whatever because you're an athlete. They don't pay you $8 million because you're a nice guy. There's a lot of people in this world who make about $45,000 a year, because, but they're nice people. But the truth is, with me, is all the DeShane stuff, I think it has had a positive effect on the team. So as long as it has a positive effect on the team, knock yourself out. 
But as to be honest, I don't care. Whatever makes you happy, Matt, as long as you keep playing the way you've been playing for these two games, that's all I care about. And is that wrong for me to have that kind of opinion? Well, no. I mean, you know, if you go to see uh, whoever your favorite singer is, you're not going because they're a nice guy. You're going because they're a great singer. Yes. You're going to watch a guitarist. You're going because he plays a guitar, not because he's got a nice mommy and daddy. So, I mean, I think that's that's everybody that's got a talent, a, a, a special talent like that, have to get used to the fact that, hey, they're coming to see me because of this talent, not not because, you know, they like my kids or my wife. 615-737-1025. Again, Preds and San Jose Sharks. Come on out. Pete and Terry's Tavern. Register to win tickets. Taylor Lewan is doing an awful lot of talking. And I wonder how the fans feel about this and feel about him. We'll get to that coming up next. Jared and the GM live from Pete and Terry's Tavern. It's ESPN 1025. The game.